AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, prepare yourselves because it's the B-Movie Cancellation Special! That's right, I'm taking on B-Movie to hold it accountable for all of its B-crimes. We're going to fact-check the entire movie, and I will tell you the real fascinating truth about bees! But Katie, you might say, B-Movie came out in 2007. Isn't it too late to talk about it in such passionate detail? That's where you're frickin' wrong! It's never too late to take B-Movie to task for its inaccuracies, sexism, and slander against bees! Joining me today to dissect, destroy, and overthrow the B-Movie are the perfect duo to take on this incredibly important task. The hosts of the Bechdel podcast, Movie Experts, Feminist Dream Team, B Appreciators, Caitlin Durante and Jamie Loftus. Hi. Hi. We love bees. I think we oh, bee, love but bees, bees are problematic, but they're capitalist. But are they? <laughs> so many thoughts, so much to discuss. Yes, much to discuss. Yeah, this movie it's galvanizing, isn't it? I think it galvanizes the nation. It's divisive. It's it's a flashpoint. It, uh, you know, Sue, so you guys, you guys have watched the B movie in question, yes? 
We did, yes. I just watched it last night for the first time. Same. I will say Same. there there are many different lenses through which you can analyze and examine this movie. Mm-hmm. I would say examining it from a strictly screenwriting point of view, I would say it is one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, I mean, yes. Is it bad? Yes. Yes. But it like switches. It's It kept switching genres so often that I was captivated. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. This is a, this is a legal drama? And we decided that two-thirds of the way through? It's Prior just, to that, it was a rom-com? <laughs> it started as a rom-com that I was really not on board with. Between a bee and a human female. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. the, the human female. Like, I think it's very... I feel like the bee... Jerry Seinfeld B, Barry B. Benson, is very much getting, like, I to for lack of a better phrase, very much getting friend zoned. Like, I don't think Renee Zellweger is no. in love with the B, but he keeps being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I don't have a human girlfriend," and I'm like, "No, you don't." Right? You no, she's never reciprocated friend. in any way. Yeah, isn't she dating Patrick Warburton in this? She should get <laughs> yeah, out of that relationship. Yeah, too. she does break yeah. up with him, I think, because he is a jerk. But I mean, this is a lesson for for all guys who kind of like hang on to girls and be friends with them when they're in a bad relationship. Just because they get out of a bad relationship doesn't mean they are going to have sex with a bee. Exactly. I mean, see words what I'm of saying? wisdom. Thank you. I, finally, someone I didn't know how much I needed to hear that. <laughs> I think you knew it internally, but it's good to hear it like externally. I've, I've never like, heard it fully. actually said so. Yeah, clearly. exactly. So I actually talked about the B movie on Abe Epperson and Michael Swim's podcast Frame Rate, oh. mm-hmm. and we dissected the movie. But I really wanted to get it more into the B biology because mm-hmm. I'm. I mean, this may come as a shock to you guys, but this movie doesn't quite get it right. Does not quite get the biology of bees right. And this is a pattern with movies about bees or hive structures where it just like does not pay attention at all to the reality. And you can tell from the very first second of the movie because there's a bunch of bro bees, guy bees going around. Mm. And we're going to get into... Chad bees, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to get into all the nitty gritty of every way this movie is wrong, biologically, philosophically, morally, uh, so spiritually, spiritually, um, animatedly. Like the animation is like the worst animation I've ever seen. <gasps> I was okay. I will say there were some shots that I was like, you know what? That was a pretty good shot. The shot where he's on the tennis ball and gravity's pulling him down. I don't know if that's how gravity works, but it looked no. cool. <laughs> it looked pretty cool. It's a cartoon. I, I mean, well, I, I guess specifically like character design wise. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. the character design is no, horrifying. It all looks like, yeah, it all looks like dog crap. <laughs> I empathize with nobody in the movie partially because their facial expressions are terrible mm-hmm. uh, yes. and partially because none of them are likable and it's also Jerry Seinfeld is not likable. I also uh, didn't so- realize how like how many how many like famous people were in this movie for 45 seconds right but, like so many john goodman like, you're like yeah huh <laughs> Chris a very, a very um a very day drunk renee zellweger oh that was i had that in my in and i took a couple of notes and then i was like there's no point but <laughs> yeah i i did write renee renee zellweger 
uh, drunk. I also wrote that down. I I actually wrote copious notes. So <laughs> look uh, I don't forward think I to that. Do. Thanks for doing the work. And you're that's, welcome. That's not even a slight to Renee Zellweger. Like I, I no. don't think I could get through that recording session sober either. She, yeah, she <laughs> did what she needed to do, and yeah. I, you know, I support it. I like if I've if I was in that situation, and I don't actually drink that much. This would be the movie, the B movie. If anything was going to send you into a dark place. Yeah, I would be like, all right, time to get boxed wine for the first time in my life. Mm. So in this first section, which I'm going to call... You like jazz? So part one, I'm going to... I mean, I'm actually just going to go through the movie in the order in which the movie appears and fact check everything. So it starts out with this incredible, famous, infamous quote, according to all known laws of aviation, there is no way a bee should be able to fly. Its wings are too small to get its fat little body off the ground. The bee, of course, flies anyway, because bees don't care what humans think is possible. So a couple things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, several things. It's not true at all there's nothing i mean first of all it laws of aviation is a legal term not a physics or scientific term so don't know what they're i think they mean laws of physics there oh okay but even according to laws of aerodynamics there's nothing against there's nothing that says bees can't fly the only thing i could see that this was referencing is that in the 1930s physicists couldn't work out the mathematical model for how bees can fly, but that's because physicists in the 1930s didn't know anything about bees yet. They just didn't know anything. Fools. Wait, I, okay, I'm embarrassed to say. I was, I think that we might slowly be unraveling that I was actually like maybe a little more into this movie than I originally (laughs) let on. I... I kind of took that original slide as fact and then immediately was like, wow, what underdogs. I'm ready to root whatever <laughs> these bees do or want. Well, that really affects my read of the movie. If the first thing you're told is a lie. Yeah. I mean, it is a little bit like, hey, if they're defying the laws of physics, perhaps the most oppressive set of laws in the universe, it, it would be cool to root for them. Like, hey, you know, do it. Speak truth to physics. But sadly, no, no, it's <sighs> so uh, actually re- more recently than one might think, like within the past, uh, I think, like 10 years has been like the discoveries about how exactly bees fly in a very precise mathematical way. It's not like it's not mm. like before physicists were like, there's just no way these bees can fly. This is this is magical. Ma- it's ma- <laughs> God is real and it's, God is a what bee. evil sorcery is this? <laughs> What a weird hell uh, that would be to die on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, well, pack it up, boys. Physics can't explain bees, and therefore physics is wrong. Physics so, is canceled. <laughs> physics canceled. <laughs> so one of the problems with the physicists in the 1930s was that they assumed bees flap their wings up and down like, I guess, little cartoon birds or something, mm. which, no, they don't, it, which you I guess it's hard to look. I guess if you're in the 1930s, you can't see a bee in slow motion. So you just don't know. Like, they're, they fly so fast that right. I guess they just assumed they flew like birds, but they don't. How do they fly? 
they fly, their wings actually go side to side with a little bit of rotation motion. So kind of like a hummingbird, actually oh. very similar to how a hummingbird flies. So so to the side to side with, with rotation motion. Little propellers? Sort of. It's like if you take your arms and then just kind of like, you know, do a weird dance move. It's going back and forward while you're rotating your hands around. I'm doing Excuse it me, on the that Zoom. That is how I dance. Yeah. I don't appreciate you calling yeah. it weird. That is it how has fun. A good dance. dance. Have you ever been to a, a wedding with Caitlin? This is this is what happens. <laughs> arm circles. I just wave my arms around in circles and move no other part of my body. That's it's how you the keep Elaine, socially distanced. It, it's the Elaine <laughs> dance of bees uh, mm -hmm. of flight. Mm -hmm. uh, so through this movement, the and through the shape and angle of their wings, they actually create tiny tornadoes or vortices at the tips of their wings, which helps their wings actually kind of be more vertical as they fly and more air to pass over the wings and giving them increased lift. So, yeah. Sounds like physics to me. Sounds very physics to me. <laughs> Any of this could be true. There could be a twist where you're like, just kidding, I made all that up. And I would have to be like, oh, magnets. Gosh. They're magnetic. Ooh. These are magnets. They actually can detect magnetic fields, but that's a topic for another podcast. No, wait, it's actually a good topic for this one. Never mind. <laughs> These are magnets. Wow. They're not. Ma oh, God. Oh, no, they're not magnets. <laughs> no, they can detect magnetic fields, but that doesn't mean that they are. Don't like take a bee and try to stick it to your fridge. You don't know? let bees near your computers. N no, you can't. Well, don't. But <laughs> they're, they're, credit not, card. they're not magnets, so it's okay. But <laughs> also, don't let, ruining the show. <laughs> don't let bees near your computer because of all that bee porn you're going to look up. Anyways. <laughs> That's true. They're going to get your, a virus on your computer. That's the real problem. <laughs> www.honey.com and it's just you don't want to. I actually don't know. Maybe that's a good website. I've never been there. I think there's coupons oh. on that website. Yeah. That's, oh, cool. That's a oh, okay. <laughs> this podcast sponsored by www.honey.com, <laughs> but not honey with three e's. Could that takes you to something weird? Never mind. Right. So, okay. Second falsehood in the movie is that Seinfeld B has a mom and a dad. Which I think later in the movie, there like during the inexplicable court case, maybe I should give a summary of the movie first. I don't. Know. I was okay. I was not prepared for the court case. No, mm -mm. actually, Jamie and Caitlin, do you want to just give a real quick rundown of the <gasps> entire movie in like mm, two minutes? Ooh, Caitlin, do you want to go for it? You're yeah. In, in, yeah I'm the expert. Caitlin famous recapper. Okay, so. We open on Jerry Seinfeld B. He's like, I don't know about this whole working the same job every day for the rest of my life in this hive. I'd rather go out and, and see what the world is. And I want to fly outside. So he goes outside. And in so doing, he meets a human woman who he falls in love with. Renee Zellweger. And, and it's, <laughs> it is important that it's Renee Zellweger. Yes. And... Here's the thing. Bees aren't allowed to talk to humans. That's their like number one bee rule. But he breaks the rule and talks to her. So they develop like a friendship, like and also like an unrequited love situation because as we which, discussed, she does not love him back. Right. Which but, doesn't really resolve in the I mean, It's not like no. they end up together. So why even set that up? 
But she does name her flower shop after him at the end. But okay, so she's a florist. And I forget exactly how this happens, but he discovers that humans basically use bees. Yeah, because they go to the grocery store together and he sees all the honey. right, right, right. Right. He sees all the honey. He's like, where does this come from? And then he discovers these like bee farms Mm -hmm. um, in which humans are exploiting bee labor and stealing their honey. So then it becomes like a labor legal drama kind of drop the rom-com at this point and then Mm -hmm. we totally pivot to legal drama something i kept getting frustrated and and confused by is he went all the way to this like honey farm and then all of a sudden he's just back in his hive i'm like you would think that that would be a whole movie right like having to get back to your hive but he can (laughs) seem to just like apparate back there whenever he wants even though it would be a great distance he spends a lot of time getting there but then all of a sudden he's like and now i'm back with my mom and dad and Right. I, that was who I was getting. When you calculate I was like, how did he get the, there? When you calculate the speed of bee, bee flight and you see the number of miles between the bee farm and the bee hive, it would take approximately 700 days. For it. <laughs> it's, and that's only, okay, that's only the first half of the movie. So he, yeah. after seeing uh, this like exploitation of labor and the, the stealing of their byproduct uh, that is honey, of course, um, he decides to sue the human race in this yeah. legal, this like long drawn out court uh, plot line and the bees win. So because the bees have won this lawsuit against humans who are now no longer to, they basically have to give all their honey back to the bees. And because the bees have all this excess honey, they no longer have to work. So the bees just like take a very long sabbatical from work, but because the bees aren't Good. out in the world pollinating the flowers and the and the trees and all of the crops and everything like that, mm-hmm. the world starts the, all like the plant life just starts to die. This is what this happens, happens when you give people the fruits of their labor; they just stop working. This starts exactly. to ha- this this all is happening pretty late in the movie, and it's like kind of the first stakes of the movie, and then it is so like the stakes get so high so fast like you go into the movie thinking is this bee gonna have sex with this human woman (laughs) and then at the end you're like oh wait no the stakes were actually humanity itself Mm -hmm. was at stake i mean the entire (sighs) planet because if all the plants die uh it's like pick a lane bee movie (laughs) which is it yeah i should probably not get into the fact checking already but it doesn't make sense that if honeybees died all the plants would die because honeybees are not the only pollinators in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much. But mm. continue, Caitlin. <laughs> so so he realizes that he made a huge mistake by suing the human race and stopping their honey production. Yeah, he made a mistake by trying to end bee slavery. <laughs> so, Hot he, take movie. Those bees really shouldn't have taken a vacation. Look what fucking happened. Right. <laughs> There's also this weird, like... I don't even know what this is, but there's like this su- suggestion. It's like, well, if we like give provide social programs to people, they'll just wa- take the free yeah. handouts. And it's just like, that's messed up anyway. Yeah. So they go to Pasadena, California, <laughs> the one last place where there's any flowers in the world. Because uh, of the Rose Bowl. Because of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I was like, wow, this got hyper local. <laughs> and... They are they're they are going there to steal the flowers and fly them back to New York City. 
and they do that mm-hmm. and then the the world is allowed the like the bees are like okay let's keep pollinating again let's get back to work we i messed up sorry they uh, missed also, work. Here, it was so crazy because in the beginning of the movie, they were like, "Like you work until you die at the hive." And Barry B. Benson is like, "That seems bad," and he's right. Mm-hmm, and right. then at the end of the movie, they're like, "Actually, we were happy working until we died." And he's like, "Oops." So like, it was what? another totally useless plot where they, they were like, "Oh wait, actually, this like be like you know work from the cradle to the grave structure is." really troubling and bees have never enjoyed themselves and like what are we doing why is this what is this useless you know like right. day after day and then at the end they're like actually that was amazing and we miss actually, it. We love it we miss working for no money and we shouldn't have taken a vacation right we love indentured servitude we love not having a union mm-hmm. it's amazing actually we were happy not getting to keep our labor uh, and <laughs> never getting a break Anyways, completely garbage capitalist propaganda <laughs> snuck into this Jerry Seinfeld B vehicle. I thought that <laughs> it, at very least it was going to end by being like, and that's why, you know, we should maybe question B capitalism ideas. But in the end, they're like, no, <laughs> it was actually union. great. It's, it was great. And Jerry Seinfeld is never going to pay anybody. The happy ending is that the honey is B approved. Honey, it doesn't really say that they they're so still they, giving away the honey, and for then free. I mm-hmm. guess I don't really know because like how do you pay a bee uh, except with yeah, honey because that is their currency, and and so but I don't also, know how I you mean, and then like but then he's like but the good the good ending is that Barry B Benson gets to be a lawyer and gets to be what's called a pollen jock, and we'll get into that too, which is. Basically, the bees that get to go around. They're these buff guy bees, which, again, Um, we'll get into that. They also have, like, a greaser aesthetic where they, like, wear leather coats and, like, have, like, 50s greaser hair. Like Top Gun with bees, you know, like, (laughs) rustling around in flower uh, reproductive systems. (laughs) And so his ending is great because I get to work as a lawyer, which solves everything, right? No bee should be exploited without a lawyer by their side. <laughs> Lawyers, famously non-exploitative <laughs> profession. Well, there was one joke that I did like that I didn't think was terrible in the movie where mm-hmm. Chris Rock is a mosquito who who pops in and out of the story. And he becomes a lawyer with B. Jerry Seinfeld at the end. And he's like, well... I'm a lawyer now. I already was a blood-sucking parasite, so this works great. And it's like, ha-ha, yeah, funny. fun joke. <laughs> I laughed uh, so hard, like, my guts just spilled out of my butt. <laughs> Every joke in this movie, 10 out it's of like, 10. Oh, it's... no, my butt. I just kept screaming, ah, my butt. No, I laughed too hard. My <laughs> guts a... are coming out of my butt. Also, Kathy Bates. Uh, Kathy Bates is in this movie. Not to what? Like, Oprah I didn't even realize Oprah is the judge. What? Oprah, I recognize. Oprah Who's, wait, was who is Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates was the mom, the bee mom. The bee mom. Oh, Kathy Bates and Barry Levinson were Jerry Seinfeld's mommy and poppy. But yeah, so that's that's a good recap. Thank you so much. So yeah, thank you so much, Caitlin. That was amazing. And so now you get a sense 
for those of you who have not seen the movie, I highly encourage you to, see, to watch this movie before you listen to the podcast. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't. So it's, don't. It's not worth be it. Be Larry King. That's a funny Be joke. Larry King. Oh. I, I laughed so hard I threw up. So <laughs> Seinfeld, B. Seinfeld has a mom and a dad. And later in the movie during the court case, it's like, oh, they're actually adopted, which... I don't know why it was in the court case, but whatever. (laughs) But the problem is, like, they keep saying in the movie that, oh, we're all cousins, but we also have adoptive mom and dads. It just doesn't make any sense with how Mm -hmm. actual beehives work. So Mm -hmm. honeybees are eusocial, meaning they live in this hive structure with these different roles, and they all work together for the success of the hive. There is one queen, and that is the only mother in the entire hive, and Everyone in the hive are sisters and brothers, and it's mostly sisters. And the few brothers that are there are mostly useless and just grow up to go mate somewhere else. So mm-hmm. any dating in the hive, any like like parents or something would be brothers and sisters. And that's mm-hmm. weird. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it either. Also, Matthew Broderick B. Sorry. Matthew Broderick. I'm trying to. It's like it feels like it should be right there, right? Right, like Matthew Bedrick or Matthew Broadby, but it's actually not there at all. Broadby, I like Broadby. So here's a fun fact: male bees, what which are called drones, uh, die shortly after mating with an unfertilized queen. So I'm sorry, you're not going to have a mom and a dad. You're going to have a mom and a dad who like banged once and died. So (laughs) here's the deal with male bees is they don't go around doing work in the hive. They don't become lawyers. They have one job, and that is to mate and then die. So when males reach sexual maturity, they either leave the hive on their own volition or they are forcibly evicted because after that point, like, they are completely useless. They're dead weight. They're like, all right, get out of here, buddy. Either go get laid or just, like, get out and die. Mm -hmm. So I love that. <laughs> I know this is a win for beef. I like. I like the yeah. I like the cut to the chase. <laughs> Bee matriarchy. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is a matriarchy. So, uh, they kick out the male bees. They go and join a mating swarm, where they will have sex in midair while flying, which is cool. Which is honestly yeah. a cool way to go out. I've but they've seen only it. got yeah. Oh, you have. I've seen it. I've seen bee sex. And they looked at you, and the baby looked at you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, and then the we bee- all started to kiss. <laughs> there used to be a bee. There used to be a beehive like at, on the side of my house that like, and I was I was very like, don't kill the, don't call an exterminator. I like the right. bees, and so then we, yeah, we would get to see the bees. We thought they were pl- my mom said they were playing, but they were having sex. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. If you see two bees like attached to each other in the air. Um, they're having sex and then the male explodes. So Hell I wish yeah. I had known that would have been a really formative, <laughs> cool thing. Yeah, they're 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 <laughs> explode. So that's fun that you got to see that as a kid. Um, males latch onto a queen, preferably an unfertilized queen, but they'll take what they can get. So they will evert their endophallus, which means turning their wiener inside out, so that it like goes into. Uh, the queen's um, reproductive organs. So it's like turning a sock inside out, I guess, but it's Mm -hmm. your wiener. 
uh, and hot. he puts it into her opened. Yeah, it is hot. Uh, he puts it into her opened sting chamber, and the sting chamber is uh, actually the same chamber that the stinger comes out of because the stinger is actually a modified ovipositor, which is what uh, bees and other insects use to deposit eggs. In bees, they no longer use that for depositing eggs, but they use it as a weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. So the... Uh, so basically, he puts his endophallus into the sting chamber, and he will, he just at that point locks on and is paralyzed until he ejaculates, does a cool backflip, and then his penis explodes and he dies. And you can actually sometimes hear it if you listen carefully. It's like a little popping sound, like mm. bee fireworks, but it's the sound of. Of a thousand bee wieners exploding. <laughs> this is the this best is, thing I've ever I'm heard about. Horny. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Woof, woof. Yeah, wow, wow, yeah it's, wow. getting, it's getting hot and heady in here. I know. But yeah, the bee dies. So it's a real, real twist on the petit more kind of thing. You know, know what I'm talking about? That's like a French... pretty big. That's like a pretty big death. A, a grand mort. Yeah. Big... <laughs> so basically all the like the the pollen jocks or whatever they're called in the pollen movies, head. those would not be male. Those would no, be, they would female, all be female. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're actually gonna get into this in the next section right after the break, but yeah, absolutely. There would be all like in the movie they show all of these pollen jocks, they're all these buff males and absolutely just complete patriarchal capitalist propaganda totally wrong um so we are going to hear the real truth that they don't want you to hear after the break (gasps) are you ready to take charge of your health journey look no further than trinity school of natural health with their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All right. So perhaps the most glaring flaw of the movie is the fact that it seems that bee society is mostly males and they basically do all of the jobs, which is not true at all. Mm-hmm. Like the dean of bee college is a male. All mm-hmm. the pollen jocks, which are the bees that go out and pollinate, and I guess they're supposed to be sort of military-esque. Those are all males. Mm-hmm. Uh, the every Like every bee I saw in the movie that was in some position of power was a male, except for the queen, which they never show. Like they never, they, I, or maybe I they do show her briefly. I don't think so. I kept expecting to see, to like meet the queen and that she would have at least something to do. But then it never, I wonder if there's, because there's like too many writers like on this movie. I'm like, maybe there's a version of this script where they did meet the queen. Because you right. see, I feel, I feel like if you're making a movie about bees and you don't, I, that was in my notes too. I was, I was like, why did we meet Renee Zellweger, but we didn't meet the queen bee? How's that make I, sense? Yeah, it's much more interesting to follow the story of a bee who wants to have sex with a human than it is to meet the bee queen, I suppose. I mean, and I, I do see the logic there. Yeah, we needed a we needed like a 30 minute court case instead of meeting the bee queen. <laughs> Can I tell you what I thought this movie was going to be about? Because I honestly knew absolutely nothing about it before I watched it. Go is on. it honeybees that like... They do a little dance for each other t- yes. to tell their fellow bee how to get to flowers or whatever, wherever they need to go to yeah. do their busy work, their bee work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this movie was going to be about someone getting lost or like getting getting separated from the hive or something and then having to figure out how to get back home oh, via... Like h- homeward Bound, but with bees. Exactly. I, That's exactly it. And I'd watch Bee Homeward Bound. Movie. <laughs> I was sort of wondering. Homeward I mean, beyond. Nice one. Good one. I was. I was sort of wondering whether it was going to turn into like the movie was kind of flip flopping on like what genre is this? What is this actually about? But once he was like going to the honey farm, I'm like, oh, it's a yeah, like you're saying, it's a journey movie, right? I, I thought Chris Chris Bee Rock Liberation. Was, I thought Chris Rock Mosquito <laughs> yeah. was going to be there for more than three minutes, I, but then mm-hmm. I was I that I was genuinely shocked when Chris Rock. B was just like, see you later. I was like, why did we, then why did that even happen? Why did we have I a whole it was scene gonna... with Chris Rock Mosquito? Right. I thought it was going to be like about bee liberation where like he goes and he, you know, helps the bees rise up against their, but no, it's like, oh, that would be boring. Instead, we should have a court case. That's where the excitement is. <laughs> John Goodman and <laughs> Oprah. You're like, what is happening? Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a like, I, I guess, sort of Hollywood elite way of thinking about a dramatic scene in a movie is like instead of it being about like bees fighting for their freedom it's bees in a in a long court case that ends up being bad for the bees i guess because it's a, a, like oh you shouldn't have tried you should have tried to have rights oops oops yeah, you destroyed the planet by ever, having rights 
Exactly. And also, this is a movie for children. Children don't want to see a long, drawn-out court like drama. I Yeah. I, that was the other thing. I'm like, who was... The, I feel like this movie was way more for parents. It was supposed to be like parents who had watched Seinfeld who wanted to make their kids sit through something. Right. Like, that was as close as I could get. Because I'm like, yeah. this is definitely not for kids. Yeah, what kid wants to see a bee have sex with Renee Zellweger? No one. <laughs> I mean... What adult does? I'm being honest. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. was I rooting for them? No. But <laughs> <laughs> but back to back to bee feminism. The this movie and so many other like like, you know, insect-based movies like Ants. Uh, a Bug's Life is actually a little better on this on this level, but like th- this whole thing where all the like there are worker ants that are um most of them are like male. And it's actually the opposite. Every single worker bee, every single one is female, mm-hmm. and they are all sisters. So males, like I said, are drones, and their only job is to have sex and die. It's a cool gig. Look, I'm not knocking it. I was going to say, uh, once again, a species where uh, life as a man is much easier. <laughs> <laughs> and if they fail to go off and mate, they will be evicted from the colony because then it's like, hey, you know, you don't. You don't really serve that much purpose. Like the only kind of job that the male drones do is they can help vibrate. Like sometimes the bees all like gather together and vibrate to to heat the hive, like keep it warmer. And bees mm-hmm. will do the the male bees will do that as well. So a little helpful. Okay, um, so they have side side gigs. Good for them. They have a bit of a side hustle. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like there could have been like a really cool like bee movie nine to five thing of like. All these women are overworked oh, and underpaid, yeah. and like we've got to that that like that would be why? Oh, God, I, there's, there's so, so many, many better other premises. stories. That could I be, know we could have been. Yep, yep. That's that's the point I keep making. Like with movies about animals, it's like if you pay a little bit of attention to evolutionary biology. I mean, Finding Nemo is a great example because that was a great movie, and they mm. actually did look into a lot of like cool aspects of marine biology, and they put that in the film, and it was great. Um, so yeah, so there are a few hundred male drones in a hive, but that's compared to twenty thousand to eighty thousand female worker bees. So they are vastly outnumbered, and it, it just doesn't make sense for there to be a bee patriarchy of cisgender male bees like that doesn't you know it, it's mm-hmm. now i'm getting mad i yeah yes. yeah every single yeah. job from nursing to building to clearing out cells to collecting nectar and pollen the so-called pollen jocks are all done by female bees so erasure uh yeah <laughs> and and it's the whole reason that the hives are eusocial where they all work together is really interesting because it's based on this like the weird genetics of bee reproduction so uh bees don't have sex like humans i mean that should be clear enough right because like humans wieners don't explode after sex. well not typically beg to differ (laughs) i've made every man i've ever had sex with their penis has exploded immediately afterwards yeah it's like you be the the kill count between the two of us as as he's dying he's like i swear this has never happened before I was nervous. <laughs> and then I say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. 
dead. Yeah, they, yeah, right as you're about to go into like frantic reassurance mode, <laughs> you're like, oh, well, great. I just saved myself a bunch of time. He's just disintegrating. Yeah. Um, so bee, female bees result from eggs. Wait, let me first say this. Bees are happily diploid, which uh, sounds a little bit like a band like ACDC. Happily I, say, I want a t-shirt. This is happily diploid. Happily diploid. Yeah. And what that means is that they both have uh, diploid and haploid offspring. So diploid means two sets of chromosomes from two parents, and haploid means one set of chromosomes from one parent. So female bees result from eggs that have been fertilized by a male. So the queen mates with males, fertilizes an egg, that becomes her daughter. Uh, mm. And that, that egg and that resulting bee is diploid. Mm. And if the when the queen wants to have a male, she will not fertilize the egg and that egg will be haploid. So the males, the sons, only get genes from their mother, whereas the daughters, the females, get genes from both their mothers and their fathers. Hmm. So this has some really funky results in the hive structure. So what I wrote down here in my notes as funky genetic shenanigans so <laughs> I would also get a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Haploid diploid, some funky genetic shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so males cannot have sons. They can only have grandsons. So mm. when a male bee mates with a queen, his his PP explodes and he's mm -hmm. gone. But then the queen can pass his genes on to daughters, but he but she does not pass them on to sons because her sons only get her DNA. So right. the the male bee does not have sons. But her daughters and his daughters can then reproduce, become queen bees. Like some of her daughters will be fed as their larva what's called royal jelly, which is a special nutrient-rich uh, honey that actually uh, triggers them to develop into queen bees rather than worker bees. Like a and those become like little Pokemon, and they become, they actually are very much like Pokemon because they're in their little cells, just like all bundled up in there. It's really funny. Whoa. And they will emerge as queens, and they can reproduce. And when they reproduce, because they have both their mother and their father's DNA, and they give their sons all their DNA, the males will have grandsons, but not sons. Does that make hmm. sense? It's a little mm -hmm. confusing. I think so. That's really fascinating. That's, yes. Man, it, it, Jerry Seinfeld could have Googled like one thing. <laughs> That's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So basically, queen mates with male. Male explodes. Penis falls off. Queen has daughters. Daughters have both mom and dad DNA. Queens have sons. Son only have mom DNA. Queens. Some of queen's daughters become queens themselves, and they have daughters which have their DNA and the guy they uh, had sex with. And then their sons have just their DNA, but that DNA also has their grandfather's DNA in it. See, so. now I want now I want a version of what am I thinking? I want like be the crown. Right. There's yeah, so exactly. Much going on here. Oh man, be wow. the crown would be so cool. <laughs> You get you get Doctor Who to play like a bee very briefly before right. he explodes. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, the same he he explodes and then like Prince Charles explodes. It would just be right. nice to see the royal family explode is maybe what I'm Right. 
I mean, like, <laughs> I haven't seen the the se- the newer season with uh, Princess Diana in it, but from what I'm hearing, it would be nice to see all of the male royals explode. Like, oh, you're going to want Prince Charles to explode when you see this <laughs> season. Whew. So... Queens, uh, queens can mate with multiple drones during multiple mating swarm events. So that that makes bee relatedness in hives a little bit more complicated than sort of just simply all of the females are sisters and are equally related. Uh, there can be like they can have the same mother but have different fathers. And actually, queen bees will collect a bunch of sperm and use it for several years. Just like, all right, I got enough for I- I'm good for like. For a while. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do that too. Sorry. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so, and now this is the key to why bees remain eusocial, why the sister bees, the worker bees, aren't constantly trying to reproduce or to strike out on their own because having a, like, Developing selflessness in in uh, evolutionary biology doesn't necessarily make sense, right? If you're selfless and you sacrifice yourself for the greater good, then your genes don't get passed on. And mm-hmm. so then it's like, oh, well, then obviously selflessness should completely die out. Of course, we don't see that, right? So it, it is more complicated. Like you have in very pro-social societies like human society, we do have generosity, selflessness, and that's because when humans are social and work together, uh, even though we're not, I wouldn't say the most good animal in terms of being hardy and surviving. Uh, we have you seen, look, <laughs> look at us. Look, at, I mean, look at us, really. Take a good, long look at us. You're not going to like what you see. <laughs> but we can work together, and then that's how we survived. And so through these very, this very, like, strong social connection. Now, we're not eusocial. Like, we still want to reproduce ourselves. And so, you know, that. so, like, we still look out for our own individual interests. But in general, if you have a society where... Basically, if you want to help out and be empathetic and kind and you get along in this society, you're you, along with everyone else, are more likely to survive and reproduce Mm -hmm. with these bee colonies. It's interesting. Again, they don't have sex like humans. They have this haploid diploid system. So it makes relatedness a little bit weird. So sisters are more related to each other on average than to their own offspring. Um, So. uh. They are, um, and which is actually true with humans as well, but um, they are much more related to their siblings than to their offspring. So they are uh, 50% related to a daughter, 50% related to a son. They get, you know, basically the daughter gets, uh, you know, the both, uh, half their chromosomes and half the, the, their partner, the male partner's chromosomes. Their son only gets their own chromosomes, but just like half of their own chromosomes. But on average, they are three-fourths related to their sisters uh, due to everyone getting some mixture of their father and mother's DNA um, through sort of the, like I said, the genetic shenanigans. Um, And uh, by ensuring the survival of her sisters and making sure at least some of them survive to be fed royal jelly and become queens... That shared DNA that they all have that 
uh, causes them to be eusocial is more likely to get passed on. So mm. the way to think about genes, I think, is not like that an individual B is like, I want to pass on my genes. It's that if genes code for a certain behavior and then those genes that code for that behavior get passed on, then that's it. They get passed on. They, mm -hmm. they are successful uh -huh. genes. So like even if you're an individual and you're like, you know, you but you share the same genes that make you be selfless with another individual uh, and then like those same genes are inside uh, a larva that you feed this royal jelly and then she goes on, becomes a queen, has sex, explodes a penis, as we all like to do, mm -hmm. and starts her own hive colony. The genes that you had in you that made you selfless and contribute to the hive, she has in her, and she passes on to a new hive, a new brood, and they all have as well. So that's, you know, that's how you sociality. I mean, there's so Whoa. much. I'm really this overly simplifying like, it. This is a I know, lot. It's kinda, I mean, it's, it is I, a lot. In fact, it's there's a lot of controversy. I might like some people are like, oh, actually, there's this whole other theory about it. It's there's a lot of argument about like how exactly it works, but essentially, that that's kind of the most basic way to explain it. So mm -hmm. B, so also B, there's drama in like the B community. Yeah, in that I case, mean, there's, I'm hooked. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not just the B community, but the whole uh, entomology community about eusociality, about hive structures. I mean, it it gets super heated. There have been like some rude exchanges between like eo wilson and other other entomologists <laughs> it's real. it's like it is serious they get really heated wow. because okay. it is if it gets spicy i'm I'm gonna keep up it with gets this very drama. spicy <laughs> right because the whole concept of selflessness right in evolution really throws a monkey wrench into things and mm -hmm. it is explicable but it's very difficult it, it's like it, it there's a lot of complex um, basically like calculations, genetic calculations, as well as sort of probability things. I can't get into it because, um, oh, I definitely know it and understand it all, but, um, <laughs> you know, there's just no time. There's just, it's just a time <laughs> issue. It's just I will a time issue. Everything you just told us just now is a way better, like, seed for an idea than literally right? anything that happens in BB. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is what gets me, right, is... That it's so like like if you had sort of some be like you were saying be the crown would be incredible where you have you know because queens do fight so queens will fight each other to the death like so first of all one cool fact another fact check of B movie is that males do not have stingers only females have stingers mm. remember when I said that they are modified female reproductive organs those stingers yeah. males don't have them. So, so Matthew all, Broderick wouldn't have had a stinger no. injury. Oh, he would not have. Matthew oh. Broderick B in the movie stings the uh, the defense attorney the John for Goodman. humanity. Yeah, the Go John Goodman <laughs> character attorney. and stings him in the butt. <laughs> and then he goes to the hospital because, as Barry B. Benson explains, like bees, when they sting, often don't survive it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then he gets like a prosthetic stinger that's like, I guess, a co one of those little cocktail swords. Anyways, no, bee, male bees do not have stingers. It is true that when bees sting, it often comes off with a, a big chunk of their guts, and so they die. 
uh, which is, you know, sad. I know it's really sad. I got stung by a bee like about a month ago and it was just like it landed on my head and I didn't realize it was a bee. So I like wiped it off and it was like, no, don't attack me. And then it stung my finger. I was just like, no, I wasn't going to hurt you. Why? And just like kneeling by the bee. Why? We could have been friends. <laughs> Howling to the heavens. You could have uh, been that bee's yeah, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, you could have yeah. fallen in love with just that like, bee. Just mouth to mouth. Like, come on. Come on. You can do it. Don't go towards. Don't go towards the honey. Don't go towards the honey. <laughs> this is more. Uh, this is more like movie stuff, too. But I was also very confused about much like the rules of travel in this movie, the rules of like humans being able to hear bees or like how often you could break the rules. Cause it seemed yeah. like Barry B. Benson, he like brought up the rule in voiceover, then immediately broke it. And then everyone, right. and then later he was speaking in a human court, like, and everyone was like, Oh, and, a, okay. and of course, bees yeah. Talk. yeah, no, I don't. It's so dumb. Cause it, the, the movie explains it as we have this rule. You don't talk to humans. And it's like, well, well, why? Yeah. Why do you right. have that rule? Mm-hmm. And then he breaks it, and there's no consequences. So, right. cool and then setting up stakes, you guys. Doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it really is. What was I talking about? I was talking about stingers for some reason because they're sexy. Oh, be- well, someone stung you, and then yeah, be stung me. I I cradled it in my arms as it passed away, mm. and, and held its tiny little bee hands. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wait, I have a question about yeah. um, like the female larva bee, bee larva that might become a queen. So they have to be fed this royal jelly, which is um, my new favorite thing. Amazing, yeah. um, right? Uh, is there any other like, how does the queen, like the mother queen bee choose which bees get the royal jelly? Is there any other like criteria that like a larva bee might have to have? Or like, how do, is there anything? I think it's a pheromone signal, right? Like a pheromone okay. signal, feed this one royal jelly. Any larva, in theory, could become a queen bee because every larva has the genes to become a queen bee. Okay. But by being fed the royal jelly, it's it's how like genes are so interesting because like gene expression can really modulate like uh, what someone is. So like your genes that are like a recipe and then the gene expression is like how you put together wait no your your genes are like the ingredients and then the gene expression is like the recipe where you put together the meal that is you okay yeah <laughs> um, okay. and so so I, I there's probably my guess would be that like there's some instinct about like maintaining a number of queen bees like you don't want too many cuz that would be too much competition and so this like uh, and they actually will, like, in certain cases, kill off, like, once a new queen emerges, like, she will signal for the workers to kill off the her sister queens, uh, because, yeah, to, like, kill Wait, off the competition. I want this so, TV show. Yeah, exactly. Bee Crown. Be Game of Thrones. Is it is Bee Game is. of Thrones. It's like, Ga- game it's a throne made out of a bunch of stingers, and then they're like, "Is is that someone's butt still attached to the stinger?" It's like, "Don't worry about it." Be yeah, Daenerys. that's a way better story, wow. also than be yeah, movie. Yes, damn, that is wild. Yeah, yeah, it it's and it's yeah, it, it is pr- like um, 
you know, be, so, oh, right. What I was saying is that queens do have stingers. Unlike worker bees, they don't typically use their stingers because uh, worker bees will sting you. They Their stinger falls off along with most of their butt, which kills them. And it releases a pheromone that signals for other wor- workers to come and sting you because you're a threat. And that's why bees will like like swarm and sting you a bunch of times if you're unlucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, queen bees actually are very docile. They don't like to sting humans. Uh, in, in fact, beekeepers like note like how like you can I wouldn't recommend it because they will sting you if they're very distressed. Uh, also, mm-hmm. don't like distressed bees. Don't do it. It's mean. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if you handle a queen bee, it's she's much less likely to sting you. Uh, and they're quite docile around humans because they don't really, you know, like for them, it's like I, I'm not going to like attack. Um, I'm not going to use my precious stinger to attack like whatever this is like. I'm saving it for some like some royal uh, succession backstabbing to, like, attack mm. other queen bees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, season four, episode one kind of <laughs> plot line. Um, right. The Red Wedding. It's just a bunch of bees. <laughs> yeah, to... yeah. It was like, yeah. that could be really terrifying and dramatic if... Exactly. If... God. Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, there's so many reasons. You're like, like... Jess. You're like... <laughs> that's the best he could do right the movie we could have had is like b game of thrones with like b b cersei uh you know like like stabbing her own b daughters and then what we got is you like jazz (laughs) (laughs) this movie could and should have been rated r (laughs) (laughs) yeah b b incest be like oh, there's God. gotta be bee incest, mm-hmm. right? If like gotta if have all the incest. all the sisters and brothers are there in the same hive. <laughs> That's Game of Thrones and the it's Crown. Baked all into in one. the formula. Right. It would have been <laughs> extreme and it would have been like there would have been actual stakes for that in the bee colony because they really try to avoid incest because it's not good. Not good mm-hmm. for the hive for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, B Cersei and Jamie would have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Let me tell you, those those bees, they don't take kindly to that. Also, Jamie's <laughs> would have exploded. <laughs> Which would have been cool, right? Which would have been, you know, really could have saved us a couple of hours. <laughs> Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So, like, the whole instigating incident for the movie, which, like, quickly becomes something else entirely, which is just, like... Not how storytelling works? Right, because where it's like, oh, I, I don't want to be stuck with one job for my whole bee life. And then it becomes, I want to have sex with Renee Zellweger. And then it becomes, I have to win a court case to give bees back their honey. And then it becomes, oops, it turns out exploitative capitalism is the only way. We've got we to gotta start being exploited again or else all the flowers die. But that first premise, right, of like mm-hmm. bees only have one job to do is totally not true. Bees have every job uh, that you can do in the hive throughout their life, which is, I think, really interesting. So, uh, like, every worker bee, which, again, they're all female, will basically do every job that needs to be done, except for being the queen and and reproducing uh, throughout their lives. So queen bees only have, like, the one job, which is mm. reproducing, mating, uh, and, like, releasing pheromones um, mm-hmm. to sort of, like, uh, keep keep order around the hive keep everyone horny yeah keep everyone horny actually no opposite oh. keep most of them not uh, horny oh, keep everyone, uh, oh good okay but like okay. uh depressive pheromones <laughs> uh and then <laughs> the uh but then the jobs that they do just depends on their age so they they emerge you know they emerge from as they they start off as a larva they they uh, emerge into adult bees and then they start doing cell cleaning immediately um, and then they'll do other jobs like nursing, scouting, going out and collecting pollen and nectar. And that all depends on their age, uh, mm. because like as they mature, they they become more able to do these other jobs. So basically, the whole premise of the movie is wrong. Bees do every job throughout <laughs> their lives. And so, yeah, good job. Good job, numbskulls. Good. Damn. So it's like a starting out in the mailroom kind of thing. And you work right. your way up. Whoa. Right. Okay, so it is cap- it is bee capitalism in a way. <laughs> you have to really pull yourself up by your, by your little bee bootstraps. By your mm-hmm. bee straps, yeah. Bee straps. <laughs> uh, the least inaccurate part of the movie is that Barry B. Benson wants to have sex with Renee Zellweger, I think. So bees are notoriously stupid when it comes to mating because they are in such a frenzy to mate that they can be tricked by flowers to try to mate with them instead. So there is an old world orchid called the Ophrys or bee orchid, which has brown and yellow coloration that mimics that of a bee. Uh, Actually, I'd encourage you guys to just like Google bee orchid. I'm Google imaging it right now. What's the phrase we're Googling? Bee orchid. Bee orchid. Okay. Like bee movie. Oh, yeah. 
That just looks like a, it looks kind of like a, a like a bumblebee maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and different or different types of these orchids will have different patterns and kind of trick different bees. But That's this so sneaky. Yeah. And it tricks the drones into uselessly humping the orchid. <laughs> and the orchid, it's not just that the orchid is a pervert. It's that the orchid wants to be pollinated. And usually when flowers want to be pollinated, they offer some reward to pollinators. So that may be nectar. Uh, it may be some kind of stinky, juicy goo that smells like rotting carrion. Um, but whatever it is, there is some reward for the insect pollinators. So they will get inside the flower's business, get all covered in that sweet, sweet pollen, and then pass it on mm. to the next flower. Mm, mm, yeah. Freaky. Get Get rubbed, rub up against that stamen, bees. Do it. So, <laughs> I love, I love how like strategic. I mean, I guess that's all of nature, but so strategically horny. Yes, so strategically mm. horny. And but these orchids are like, no, no, no. We're not going to give you any nectar because producing nectar for a plant is costly. It costs energy to produce nectar. So these mm. orchids are like, no, we're just going to look like a bee, like. Hey there, sailor. I'm a I'm a hot, sexy bee. Don't you want to mate with me? I'm not a flower. Look at me with all my bee parts. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Hot. <laughs> wink, wink. Also, how I pick up men. Yeah. Say. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's doing a little hip shake with its like flower, like like its little flower leaves, like putting one one leaf on its stem mm. and like mm -hmm. like shaking its stem like it's its hips. Like in I'm, I'm, I'm waving my arms around in circles <laughs> again, which is how I dance. Really get yeah. some going. <laughs> yeah. So, so the orchids will trick these poor bees into just uselessly humping them, getting the bee covered in the pollen, and the bee is none the wiser. Maybe eventually figures it out. It's like I've been, I can't, I haven't exploded yet. <laughs> I must be on to something. Yeah. It also tricks non-honeybees as well. So so there are a lot of bees out there that are not actually, they do not live in hives. They're not eusocial. They all reproduce on their own and they have their own things going on. So uh, yeah, uh, not not all bees live in hives. That's, that's one thing to mm -hmm. consider. Wait, you know? I just thought of another um, plot for the movie that would have been better for the one that we currently have. Ooh, if, awesome. if the main bee, <laughs> Jerry, I was calling him Jerry Springer, Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld, also, better movie. Or, also, yeah, <laughs> yes, 100%. Let's just recast uh, Jerry Seinfeld. But if, like, the main bee of the movie fell in love with a flower, thinking mm. it was another bee, and then, like, that was the unrequited love story, right? That's mm. a way better, that makes so much more sense than a bee falling in love with a human woman, right? And it's voiced by a, a day drunk like Anna Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the flower Dude, can be sentient. Good. I think that's important for the story. Or it's, or it's like, or is it sentient, or is it all in the bee's mind? <gasps> oh, and we have Whoa. like an unreliable narrator situation. Mm. See, now, oh, now man. we're now we're talking like a psychological thriller. That's a fun. <laughs> that's a fun twist. There yeah. could be like a Fight Club twist at the end. <laughs> the flower was, and the bee was the same person the whole time. <laughs> Wait a second. I was just projecting onto the flower. The flower wasn't even, like, whoa. But we uh. slow danced, and it just, like, it shows the bee. Uh. Oh, yeah, like the Joker. <gasps> like <Yeah>. the Joker. <laughs> bee, bee Joker. Joker? Bee Joker. Okay. 
you know what? I think that that was that was naturally where this was going to land. So <laughs> I'm just glad we got there. Why so serious? <laughs> Incredible. <clears throat> yeah, another I guess untruth in the movie has to do with the whole scene where like uh, Barry B. Benson happens upon the B. Uh, I just. I don't even like to talk. It's just like so ridiculous. The beehives that are owned by humans and they represent them as like these like work camps, which is just gross. Like, don't do that in your mm-hmm. bee movie, right. you know, for kids. Yeah. They also <laughs> mentioned like slavery and like there's just a lot of weird yeah. likening to really horrible, traumatic, historical. Yes events yeah. that like, which again in the end they're like actually that was better right which it's like, it's is messed the up the fact that they land on the side of all the horrible stuff in the end it's like well let's cut all those lines in the first pass like there's just so right. many weird like weird and then insensitive jokes that yes. are Oh, I don't. Uh. Yeah, okay, here's just another. It's like, like <sighs> actually, prison labor is good. Is good right. because <sighs> if you don't do that, then I mean, I guess get, I'm assuming how do we get items, and you're like, then how do we is, get honey I don't like and that stuff? Point. I don't like yeah, that point. I mean, I guess to give it the benefit of the doubt, I guess in the end, it's like they don't do that bad. Like they don't do it that bad. But again, it's sort of this like. You know, instead of having just universal workers' rights and everything, it's just like, just have a lawyer by your side. (laughs) Another part of this is not only is is Barry B. Benson upset at the exploitation of free labor, which is something to be upset about, obviously. He's -hmm. also upset about, it's almost like the appropriation of like, culture is another aspect of this where he's just like any humans are appropriating bee culture you love your honey and that's not your thing that's our thing so there's all this whole like montage where you see all these moments of like again whatever people appropriating bee culture looks like well that's the other Uh, thing is like it they use that term wrong it's not that humans were appropriating because they're stealing from the bees for sure but but that's not it's not the same thing it's just like taking cheap it's just taking cheap shots at social justice right it's saying like oh it's funny like when people actually have real grievances about Mm -hmm. sort of like offensive costumes or using culture in a way where it's like hey we've oppressed this culture for thousands of years now we're gonna like do this weird like dumb thing or make it a mascot or something and then it's and which is you know a a legitimate thing it's like oh but like what if bees were appropriated their culture wouldn't that be hilarious (laughs) it's It's pretty it's like pretty reductive and it also feels like jerry seinfeld who literally if they're gonna do b larry king they should just call him b jerry seinfeld but whatever (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, but, but like, yeah, Jerry, I feel like Jerry Seinfeld's even like sowing those seeds of like, I, you know, liberal PC culture makes me sick. Like in B movie. You can cancel yeah. bees. What's yeah. the deal with canceling That's bees? <laughs> That's his whole brand now. He's like, yeah. I won't do comedy at colleges because these freaking millennials and their PC culture ruining comedy. And it's just like, shut up, Jerry Seinfeld. At the end of the movie, they're literally like, 
actually appropriation is good because it's sharing and sharing is caring and exploiting our labor is caring. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Ah. But one of the so one of the like shots or one of the little, quick little scenes in this montage where it like shows like this we the again bee culture appropriation being like taken back and like reclaimed by the bees is they literally murder Winnie the Pooh. Do you remember this? Oh my god, no. I do remember that. I don't know how they got away with like this was not a Disney. No, so film, they basically so I don't remember this. they ha- there's a really quick shot of like Winnie the Pooh who famously loves honey. Mm-hmm. They like take his likeness and then someone shoots him with like a tranquilizer dart. Okay, that's <laughs> funny though. That's- <laughs> that is funny. Winnie that the Pooh, funny. I'll I'll give my hot take on Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is annoying and needs to <laughs> yeah because he's not paddington bear the best freaking bear ever well, there's, there's no room, marmalade there's problem room for many bears in my heart but never winnie <laughs> the pooh even when i was a kid i'm like winnie the pooh is like he really needs to like you know take a he night class like, learn a skill yeah, yeah he doesn't like, wear pants he's just a mess he's a mess <laughs> uh you know stealing from bees winnie the pooh yeah, and a topic for for another podcast on on a bear movie, perhaps. Can uh, I come back for an episode on Paddington where you talk ooh, about how accurate? No, we should. Ooh, we should. We should do that. We'll do it. We'll do it. Because I, lo- I as much as I, I like Honey, uh, I like Winnie the Pooh, but Paddington is obviously the yeah. best bear. We'll ever. do. We'll do. We'll do a bear. We'll do a bear. bear. The bear cast. I actually got a listener question, which is like, which bear is best? So <gasps> we'll we'll have to do that. Okay, great. So. Another problem with that whole scene where they, he goes to like the bee the bee farm where all the bees mm. are oppressed and it's gross for all the reasons we also just mentioned. They show the beekeepers as these evil like we're gonna smoke some bees now. <laughs> these bullies and beekeepers are obsessively careful about their bees because if they don't take care of the bees and the bees die, that's super bad and bees are extremely finicky they see a few dead bees and they'll freak out because it's like oh my god because it doesn't it's not that it doesn't take that much for random s- stuff to happen and for like, a bee colony to collapse or for there to be uh health problems in the colony so they're obsessively caring for these mm-hmm. bees health that doesn't mean that they're not still exploiting the bees because when you and another problem with the movie which is that like when you take honey from bees they actually need all that honey, like because they make that honey not just for fun. They make it to feed the entire hive. So mm-hmm. when you take the honey that they've made to feed the hive, they don't really have a bunch of just excess honey laying around. You are taking it from the bees that would otherwise use that to nourish the hive. So beekeepers actually have to give bees a sugary kind of like honey substitute. Uh, which is not as good. It's not as nutritious mm. as the honey. So you do, right. uh, when you get honey from bees, it's not that I don't think that there's like, it's impossible to sustainably do, be a beekeeper. It's just like you, you do, there is some cost to the bees, which is hopefully right. like as a beekeeper, you're trying to make up for that by, you know, um, taking good care of the bees. Uh, another mm. thing with that scene is they show them smoking out the bees and they show all the bees coughing when beekeepers use smoke, it's not to make all the bees choke and cough and like pass out. It's to mask bee pheromone signals so they don't freak out. So the smoke interrupts their pheromone signal. So mm-hmm. instead, like the bees, when they detect a threat to the hive, which they think the beekeeper is pretty justifiably because the beekeeper is there to collect their honey, 
uh, they will swarm and attack. And so to keep them from doing that, they do this smoke, which both interrupts their pheromone signals. It also, uh, when bees smell forest fire, uh, like the smoke that the beekeepers use, they think, uh-oh, there's a forest fire. Our hive might have to evacuate. So they start eating a bunch of honey, which mm-hmm. actually kind of gets them like sort of drunk and mellow on this honey because they're just like gorging themselves on honey because if they oh. do have to evacuate and have to move away from the hive, they want to collect as many resources as possible mm-hmm. for the move, which and their resources are honey. Uh, so oh so they just like, like once, once the smoke starts to get in the hive, they're like, all right, it's honey o'clock, gals. Like we gotta gotta have some more of this honey. We gotta do it for the hive. We gotta do it for the hive. And they're just drinking a bunch of honey. <laughs> so that was a great Renee Zellweger in the movie you. impression. Also, thank you. That was good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bieber Benson, you want to have sex with me, a human? How would that even physically work? Physically, <laughs> you're having some coffee. They're a scene. They're first scene together. I'm like. This looks like it was written by a machine of like, or <laughs> like a four-year-old, a wicked AI. <laughs> yeah, she's what? like, she's like, wait, you're a bee, you're talking to me. And he's like, yeah, I'm not supposed to, but here I am. You're beautiful. And she's like, do you want coffee? Do you want cake? <laughs> do you want cat? Do you want some cake? I I've never talked to a bee before. He's like, oh, I shouldn't, but I guess I will. And then she just pours coffee on the ground for five seconds. And you're just that like, actually, that actually was the one part of the movie that kind of got me, where it's where it's dr- <laughs> day drunk Renee Zellweger pouring coffee on the ground just in shock at a talking bee. There were multiple points in the movie where I did laugh because there was like I I was watching it with my partner, and when it started, I was just like, I feel like Patrick Warburton is in this movie. <laughs> and then within 20 How minutes, right were you? It it I was like this movie just the whole energy just says he's small also, part for Patrick Warburton. Mm-hmm. He's also so correct. He's right yeah. the entire time. He's like it's a bee. Why are you talking to a bee? And then she's like I got to save this bee's life and he's like I am deadly allergic to bees. Like why are you she risking was- very insensitive to his bee right. allergy because that's like he no has, joke, right? Like he has a bee allergy. He sees a bee and he tries to swat it. Like bee allergies are super serious. And as much as I like bees, I will kill a bee if it means preventing someone from having a bee allergy because those can kill you, which is yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah, but yeah. She's so, very. She's like, God, you're so insensitive. And right. Like, this is before this. Uh, maybe like if. She had heard bees talk before, right? But this is before she knows bees are sentient. Yeah. She's just like, this insect's life is more important than your life. And My I will husband? Save it. Isn't that like her husband Our or something? boyfriend. It's not made clear. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it also, when... we're supposed to think she might break up with him for B. Right. Jerry Seinfeld? Right, like, and then like B. Jerry Seinfeld like gets a gets a bee boner for her like when mm. he sa- when she saves his life because she's like, I don't care about your deadly bee allergy. Uh, you know, like it's more important to me to save this one insect's life than you going into anaphylactic shock. Which, mm-hmm. if I was, you know, Patrick, uh, what's his name, Pat- Patrick, Patrick Warburton. But yeah, like, like I-, I could really empathize with him because he's like, they're bees, guys. Remember, it's they're bees. They're mm-hmm. like bugs. <laughs> he wasn't um, even necessarily trying to kill it. He was just trying to get it away right. from, and him. he was panicking because again. Anaphylactic shock is no joke. Mm-hmm. I guess one more point. I wrote some 
notes. Oh, here's my here's my note. Renee Zellweger sounds drunk in this movie. I wrote still a better movie than Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I will not rest until a- Aaron Sorkin's head I- is mounted on my wall. I swear to God, what a <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> but uh, Beauty and the Beast quote. <laughs> other uh, other notes I have is that. Um, yeah, uh, capitalism is the only way. Bees have to be indentured servants or else uh, is the point the movie is making. So that's cool. Do, do, do. Okay, I wrote so- uh, Ray Liotta and uh, this movie sucks as my notes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sting cameo was really bad, but I was like, <laughs> uh, B. Larry King was really bad, but I thought that that would have been a better naming convention for right. everyone. It should have been yeah, just just B. Matthew Broderick. It's like B. Matthew B- Broderick. I'm not gonna remember what B. that Kathy Bates. Name is. B. Kathy Bates. I feel like that's yeah. an even better marketing angle than tongue, whatever yeah. her name was. Yeah. Uh, another note I have is how is there still ten minutes left of this movie? Um, it's only it's like exactly ninety minutes long, but it feels way longer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the one last actual scientific point I want to make about this movie is they did exactly one cool thing Ooh. in terms mm-hmm. of bee biology. One cool thing. Remember at the end, oh God, I forgot this part. They have to save a plane from crashing. Oh, it's horrible to look at. <laughs> I honestly I I forgot they had to save a plane yeah. from crashing. There's so much in this movie that they, <laughs> they are on a plane with they the sure flowers did. from Pasadena mm-hmm. that they're trying to get back to the bees, which is inexplicable because presumably there are other bees in the world than like at this park <laughs> where Barry B. Benson lives, but whatever. <laughs> they have to fly the, the flowers from Pasadena because of the Rose Bowl back to New York is that where they live? Whatever. Yeah, every and, florist's dream. I love what right. Renee Zellweger is like. Oh, the Rose Bowl. Every florist's dream. I'm like that can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have to fly these flowers, but then they the flowers are dying, I guess, and so they want the pilots to go faster. So they go into the cabin. The pilots freak out because it's a bee, and then they accidentally knock themselves unconscious. And then day drunk Renee Zellweger has to fly the plane, but she doesn't know how to fly the plane. Uh, and so B- Barry B. Benson has to fly the plane with her or something because he's like, bees no- bees and planes are the same, which, as I said <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, is actually not true. The uh, physics of plane flight is extremely different from the physics of bee flight. What? But here, Wait, and now we get... don't do little arm circles to stay afloat? <laughs> Here's the precisely one cool thing they did in the movie there's like one person who researched bees and that's when the beehive berries beehive like all comes together and they're on the runway uh mm. and like b barry b benson is like i can't see it's foggy even though i guess they have lights i don't know i guess the lights got unplugged this movie is a mess it's a hot <laughs> mess so but the bees start oscillating in this pattern like they have like a flower pattern that they're mm-hmm. like and, and by like moving their abdomens they make this oscillating pattern that is true bees <gasps> do this in the wild and it's amazingly cool that's so cool. Oh, okay bees can flash their abdomens in a wave pattern to warn off predators uh, and it will look like these black ripples or ri- 
or rings uh, and they achieve that by basically doing the wave with their abdomens. It's really funny. It's really cute. But it is it looks incredible from a distance. Oh, yeah. Wait, this is amazing. It looks like magic, the guy says. And he's That's right. so cool. Yeah, it's a video of a guy watching all of these, these this massive bee colony. They're just with, doing uh, the, the wave. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like, it It just looks like sort of uh, undulating uh, ripples throughout the bees. It, it Like a hypnotic spirals of bees. It's God. incredible. How do they and, know to do that in like unison like that? The pheromones? Yeah, yeah, I would assume it's and it's probably by the rustling of their neighbors probably sets them off as well. Like there's a pheromone signal that, you know, gets them to go in that formation and then mm -hmm. probably the instinct of like, you know, basically one of them gets the signal and then they do the the they do the the um basically the wave and then then it's like how you know to do the wave at a at a baseball stadium where the yeah. person next to you is doing it and so you're like, "Oh, it's my turn now." So yeah, Wowie. I feel like I feel like I was on mushrooms looking at that. You're just like, <laughs> the trees there's actually are moving. cool fact. There is actually psychotropic bee honey um, <gasps> that they're, they're uh, these bees that live, I think, in Nepal. And it's extremely hard and dangerous to go collect this honey. It's this red. It's called red honey. It's like this color. It's this dark reddish amber color. These bees feed on. Uh, I don't know if it's psychotropic fungus or it's it's something that that has psychotropic properties and then they it is excreted in their honey as well and so there are these people who go to great great risks and lengths to collect this honey and it mm. it's really incredible like they have to climb up a cliff face because it's the only place that they can get to these bees but yeah that oh, that's, wow. a, that's a better that would have been a cool movie, movie right yeah yes a hundred percent but yeah, wow. it's just it was so there was something so heartbreaking about seeing that scene because it was like there was one person who did some research and was like this would be a cool thing to have in the movie the bees doing this this oscillating ripple effect cuz like we know bees in the wild do that and that was actually a cool mm -hmm. thing, right? Like that was kind of a cool moment. And then they mm -hmm. just didn't do anything else like that in the rest Oops. of the movie. Mm -mm. Like it doesn't and I guess my point isn't that movies about animals have to be scientifically accurate like they don't like it's it's fine like mm -hmm. uh you know there's lots of lots of fun movies that are not just absolutely 100 percent scientifically accurate that have a cool narrative but i think by looking at natural biology you'll get a lot of inspiration for really cool plots yeah. and really cool narratives and they don't have to be 100 percent accurate but Nature is so cool. There's so many stories that you can glean from that that I don't know why you wouldn't at least attempt to look into the lives of bees because they're so fascinating. There's such so many th like you guys have been doing it this whole podcast like, you know, be the crown, be game of thrones. There's so many stories you could tell about bees mm -hmm. using just like some inspiration from their actual actual lives. Yeah. Mm. Gee whiz. Bees deserved Bee better. Whiz. Bees deserved <laughs> better hashtag bees deserve better <laughs> and that's why i wanted to bring up 2007's b movie in the year the year of our of our b 2020 wow. it was important work that we did here today i learned important. yeah i learned a lot i i grew i got horny and then i get and mm -hmm. then i stopped and yeah <clears throat> i think that's that sort of the life of a drone right 
That's true. I mean, I guess in a way, we're all churning our honey in. Yeah. No, I've know got some going. royal jelly cooking <laughs> royal up gel- in my parts right the, now. Even the concept of royal jelly is better than every word and abandoned premise in this <laughs> right. movie. How did they not? Don't right, like, sleep what about on a royal bee? jelly. Like, what about a bee, like, stealing royal jelly? Like, trying to build an army of queen bees to, to like, take, take over the, the world. Queen. Right. It would be so good. Uh, okay, well, you've given Caitlin and I some important homework, which is write a better version <laughs> of Bee Movie. Please, please do. Mm-hmm. And have, have, have us actually see the queen. For, like, have her She's going to by... be the protagonist. Absolutely. Who would, who would you cast as the bee queen? Mm. Ooh, there's a lot Honestly, of good... Honestly, Kathy yeah. Bates could have gotten, could be promoted from her role True. in B movie to Kathy Bates queen would bee. be a good queen. I mean, I'm, I'm, oh God, who would be a good, like a queen bee that you would want to really take down too? Like oh. Kathy right. Bates would work well because I feel like right. she can play, you know, Eve. I mean, if she was really mm. channeling her, what's that movie where she, Misery? Yeah. If mm. she was really miserying out, mm-hmm. you could, you could really root for her to be taken down. I want like an right. anti monarchy. Right, the movie that's right, like distributing to me. the royal jelly to everyone. Yeah, everyone, you're a queen, and you're a queen. <laughs> Everybody gets to be a queen, and then it's sponsored by Girl Boss. Is <laughs> <laughs> real Girl Boss movie just just showing the the bees and these stilettos like stomping on the male bees? I love it. <laughs> Wow. We'll work on it. We'll workshop it. We'll have it ready soon. I don't know. Would like summer 2021 be too ambitious? No. Okay. No, no, no. We get a first draft by Sunday. Good. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. I'm more ambitious than you, Jamie. I think I might go with Caitlin here, Jamie. Okay. Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> on your desk by okay. Sunday. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you like jazz? Anyways, I have no more, no more, uh, I guess I've done it. I guess we've destroyed B-Movie. We've slain it. It's, it, we can all rest easy. Justice has been measured out. Uh, thank you guys (laughs) so much for joining me today on this journey. Of course. You know. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed pulling out the stinger of B-Movie and ripping all its guts out along with it. So. (laughs) Love it. Along with most of its butt, yeah. Rest in yeah. power, that bee that stung you, Katie. You know. <laughs> I know, I know. Rip, rip in peace, poor little bee who stung me. And I, and I was just like, but why? But <laughs> why? Uh, well, so you guys got anything to plug? I bet you do. We I'll do. bet you do. <laughs> uh, you can listen to the Bechtel cast, Caitlin, and in my podcast every Thursday on iHeartRadio. Uh, and then I have a podcast coming out right now called Lolita Podcast. Uh, that's a 10-part look at the uh, really bad cultural legacy of Lolita. Yeah, I really want to listen to that. I'm like, it's like one of those things where when I read Lolita back in college, I just, it was so, like, I have such a complicated relationship to it where it's like I love uh, Nabokov, but and like he was also famous for being an entomologist, so it's like all these really yeah. cool things. And mm-hmm. and like he had a whole yeah, collection he's a butterfly of like, scientist. yeah, he had like a collection of butterfly genitals, which take that as you may. 
Um, mm-hmm. And like the, it's wild. the, but I have to, I have to listen to this podcast because I feel like it's gonna, it's, I was, it's like such a thing where I was like, oh yeah, this book, it's famous for being good, and then I got like halfway through and it was just so, I couldn't finish it. It was, yeah, it was that's really the case tough for a lot of people. A yeah. lot of people, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is gonna give me some closure on that, so I'm definitely gonna listen, and I encourage mm-hmm. everyone else to as well. Uh, Caitlin, you got anything to plug? Oh, I do a weekly um, Instagram live show called Movie Talk with Caitlin. Um, <laughs> but now I'm changing it to Be Movie Talk <laughs> with Caitlin. Um, Please do. <laughs> I feel like this topic has to like make the podcast rounds because we did it on, on Frame Rate with Abe Epperson and Michael Swaim. Also check that episode out if you liked this one. It was really fun to do that. Uh, we also talk about A Bug's Life and Ants, the uh, famous movie about ants from, like, the 90s. Oh, God, um, the Woody Allen ant? Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that one. Uh, and then, and so, yeah, I, I feel like t- take this gift of the B-movie analysis and then spread it around, spread the love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll do. I'll be doing that um, every week moving forward for the rest of my life, <laughs> an analysis on B-movie. Uh, but yeah, that's... um. My Instagram live show, Movie Talk with Caitlin. So you just follow me on Instagram at Caitlin Durante and uh, check that out every Thursday. Fantastic. And you can find the show on Instagram at Creature Feature Pod, on Twitter at Creature Feet Pod. That's F E A T, not F E E T. That is something very different. Hmm. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, Please leave a rating review. Like it, first of all, it really helps with the old, you know, the old podcast algorithms. You know, the robots. The robots were like, this show is worthy because of ratings. Uh, but I also read all of them, and they they always make my day when someone writes something in. And if you have a question, be it about bees or exploding wieners, you can write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com and also send me pictures of your pets if you got them. I love them. And if your pet, it's like my pet is a little snail that I call Jerry. I love that also. Like every kind of pet. I don't discriminate against pets. So thank you so much to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. You like Jen? <laughs> Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This is Malcolm Gladwell 
from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.